0: Hey everyone, this is the Jade Marissa podcast talking to you from Thailand about the good, bad, and ugly in combat sports and pop culture. This is episode seven, and I'm here with my brother, Aaron Sirisampam. Hello. He is a commentator for Thai Fight and commentated on multiple fight promotions, including Kunlun Fight, MBK Fight Night, All-Star Fight, and many more. Um, first of all, we're going to talk about a little bit more about Aaron, a little bit about myself, and... It wasn't until maybe March, two months ago, when I was having back surgery, and I told Aaron that he was a big inspiration in my life, actually, towards me, a little a, a role model to me. Um, basically, it's because he had a large influence on movies and music and wrestling and things like that. Okay. <laughs> so, um, for Scott, Question I want to ask Aaron is who is your who was your favorite wrestler on WWE?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Growing up, uh, uh, The Rock maybe.
0: The Rock.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I like The Rock too. I, I was a massive wrestling fan growing up though. Yeah, up Until I know. the age about twelve or thirteen, yeah, I, think... I was consumed by it. well, not consumed by it, but yeah, because we were like one of the first uh, houses in our neighborhood to get Sky really yeah you won't know this but yeah lucky so right around what 92 or 93 when well you weren't born actually until 92 right
0: yeah 92
1: so yeah so we got like sky one and sky sports that showed showed like the old wrestling stuff like, wow And remember like going to our next door neighbor to watch wrestlemania 9 or something like yeah. that yeah
0: yeah I know. I
1: know it's not i know it's fake all right leave me alone well
0: <laughs> I'm not sure how
1: predetermined. I'm not oh. sure
0: how fake it is because every time there was a new move or some move that Aaron wanted to practice, I was his. <laughs> <laughs> I was his dummy for that.
1: I think every older brother can appreciate what you're saying right now.
0: Definitely got fully slammed <laughs> on the couch a few times. So hey, I got gonna...
1: fi- before you were born. This is a true story. In in uh, in Manchester, we had a restaurant, right? And above the restaurant, there were some offices. Yeah. And during the summer holidays, when mum and dad were working. And I like, had so much energy. They'd, like there was a back room in the offices where they like there was a TV. Like me and me and Danny, our cousin, we would play. All right. And now there was like some of the some of the kitchen staff, they would have kids and they would come upstairs as well and play. Whoa. And one one of the kids, this is true, put a figure four leg lock on me. <laughs> and I couldn't walk for like a week. <laughs> this is that's true. Ask mum when I was about five, five or six. I seriously though, probably about like two or three days, I couldn't walk.
0: <laughs> um sometimes mum and dad's staff like the, like the chefs in the restaurant, yeah. they would hold me over the fire in the kitchen.
1: Oh, right. Like, uh, Court.
0: Well, yeah, Elliot, yeah. people like that, Dale, yeah. Okay. So, growing up, I definitely had a bit of a very rough and tough, playful childhood. But, I mean, it makes you stronger, right? I think
1: it's Yeah, I created stronger. her. She's a fighter <laughs> because of me.
0: <laughs> so, another question favourite film or martial arts
1: movie? Oh, I can answer both. Yeah, answer both. I think you know my favourite movie.
0: Well, all your favourite movies are kind of like my favourite movies, because I grew, grew up watching your, your movies.
1: But you bought the, me the poster, do you remember?
0: Pulp Fiction! Pulp, Pulp Fiction's
1: my favourite movie. Quentin Tarantino,
0: you know, he's bringing out a new movie? Uh, yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I can't wait. I cannot wait. My, fa-
1: my favourite martial arts movie is, uh, do you know? Do you want to have a guess?
0: Hmm. Bruce Lee?
1: Well, that's not the name but of a I'm martial a, but, arts movie. I'm, but is
0: he, his Big Boss?
1: No, good guess. <laughs> but when, yeah, again, before you were born, this is like one of my first memories, like four or five. So obviously pre-Netflix era, people had to go to, the, yeah. to, go to blockbusters and rent videos. UHS. All right. However, on, my, on our street, we grew up in Oldham in Manchester, on the sort of outskirts of Manchester. There was a, a woman who used to come round in a car she had an estate and in the back of the in the boot of the car there would be bootleg <laughs> videos all right <laughs> she,
0: she went to all the asian houses
1: <laughs> no, well we didn't grow up in an asian neighborhood i'm just saying she was she was a white lady <laughs> all right. that, that that matters yeah and then she would drive up and down different different streets and she would rent out videos in the back of a car she had she had bootlegs what?
0: Thanks, sir.
1: Okay, anyway, so yeah, so she would like beep a horn, like an ice cream van, she would beep a horn and people would come out and then choose what videos they want and then she had like a little ledger, write down who rented what and then they would go inside, watch them and the week later, you'd give them a back. So yeah, I was looking inside the booth, I can still remember this, it's so weird because I was young, like dad Dad was like, no, we're watching that. (laughs) (laughs) So we went inside, it was Fist of Fury by Bruce Lee, yeah, and like that was, it's really weird because... I vividly remember the beginning of Fist of Fury he stuck with me throughout my hot childhood it's Bruce Lee's and like he's dressed all in white and he's going you don't know where he's going it's a funeral for rain. his sifu and it's pissing down with rain right he gets out of a rickshaw and he goes to the grave and he jumps in the grave and like he's like sifu and he's crying and I was like what is going on here? <laughs> I'm sure at I young still
0: remember age that, something that you yeah remember. it
1: was yeah and then yeah then he goes to like there's it, it's From what I remember, because I haven't seen it in a long time, it's a Chinese martial arts school and there's a bad Japanese martial arts school. And basically, Bruce Lee ends up going to that school and just tuning everyone up.
0: Typical Bruce Lee style.
1: Yeah, and he's like, Bruce Lee doesn't get, he gets credit for his martial arts, but his actual acting is amazing. Like, you actually, like, he used to do a move where he'd jump up in the air, turn around and like, like, jump on the chest of people and, like, like twist, pretend that it's killing them. And, like, you could see, like, the pain of him doing that in his eyes. It was amazing. And
0: But then you did watch it when you were younger, so then...
1: I've re-watched. Everyone lo- Maybe we should likes arts, we should re-watch. watch likes martial arts rewatch. Yeah.
0: Loves I mean, Bruce I've Lee. watched some martial arts movies, and I don't know, sometimes the acting is questionable. But then, uh, well, who but, is uh, it? Donnie Lee? He's good. Who Do- is it,
1: Donnie? Don- Donnie Lee. Donnie.
0: Donnie. The one who's IP Man.
1: Ip Man, not IP it Man. Man. <laughs>
0: What's he called? Donnie something? Donnie Yen. Donnie
1: Yen. Yeah. Oh, I like it, man. You yeah. Know? Another another film that we watched, again, from the back of the, uh, the bootleg estate car, was uh, Bruce Leroy. Do you know that one? No. Black exploitation movie about martial arts. Whoa. It's brilliant. You should go check that one out. So, Any, everyone should go watch Bruce Leroy, I think, once in a while.
0: So our dad, being Grandmaster in Muay Thai, obviously ch- chose all the martial art movies <laughs> in
1: the back yeah, of the Yeah, basically.
0: <laughs> That's good, though. It's good exposure. But then, like, <laughs> did you... Growing up, did you see much of the Muay Thai? Did you feel like did you did you really know like okay, Muay Thai is so different to Kung Fu or this and that?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: I I didn't really.
1: Well, you didn't really show an interest in Muay Thai until you came to Thailand when you yeah. were what fifteen or sixteen. Before yeah. then, you were very much a girly girl, from what I remember. I don't
0: know. We used to
1: find yeah. It no, I used to like you would watch all that Paris Hilton nonsense Sorry. and all <laughs> that sort of stuff. But yeah, so. Yeah, when I was about, what, again? Again, four or five. Dad had a martial arts school, a Thai boxing school in Oldham, in Yorkshire Street. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, and I was thinking about this the other day. He, he must have been like, what? He must have started that school. But this was before I was born, in his mid-twenties. Which yeah. was pretty impressive.
0: Was well, pretty I mean, cool. that's how mum and dad met.
1: No, not well. They met because he was a, a doorman, a bouncer.
0: She told, well, he told me that they met because she was in his class no, doing wrong. Muay Thai. And then he needed she needed him in the face we his nose. Right, well. And then he always remembered
1: her. <laughs> no, I remember. She, he was about, they went to the same college. Yeah. And then so he, was she, he, he was doing a, he was He was a doorman of a nightclub, a famous nightclub in, in, in Oldham. And then, yeah, she used to go, I think, when she was underage. <laughs> and that's how they met, I think. <laughs> but you'll have to ask them. You'll have to get Dad on the podcast to talk about that. Yeah, another,
0: another time. Yeah. So uh, what was one of your favorite store, uh, favorite... Memories are sto- crazy stories growing up in a somewhat Muay Thai
1: family. Okay, so, yeah, like I was talking about, my dad had that Muay Thai gym. Then, then obviously, that was closed. And then we had the restaurant in Manchester. Yeah. And then above the restaurant, right on the top, there was the Muay Thai gym. The Muay Thai gym. So I used to go every Friday to train. Oh, you did? Yeah, I used to train every I Friday. I used
0: to go and play
1: around. I didn't, never train yeah, either. until I was about, what, 12 or 13, I think. But, yeah, so basically... So, yeah, so my dad, if you don't know this story, my dad, Master Sken and Master Toddy, well, Master, my dad and Master Toddy first, they went to England in the 70s, and I believe Master Sken and Master Krim, my uncle, they went after. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they, Master Sken and Master Toddy, they basically had Muay Thai schools, and that was their that's their business. Still is, but my dad decided to get into the restaurant business, try to do something different.
0: Yeah, because um, our granddad, his dad taught him how to cook. Right, so I was yeah. To cook.
1: So, yeah. So, yeah, so we went straight from having... Zero experience in the restaurant industry, nothing at all to owning that restaurant. and uh, Sigh market. Same market in Manchester. The first restaurant outside of uh, outside of London, that was in 1985, which is I can't even believe people would know what what, what Thai food is back in 1985, let alone try it. So I
0: mean, they had a, a great location. It was right next to Chinatown on Portland Street in yeah. the middle of Manchester, so people were down to try. I think.
1: Uh maybe. Well, yeah, it was it was relatively successful. They had it for what, 20 years before they decided to sell up. But yeah, above there, they had the, the Muay Thai gym. Yeah. But like when you live in a family that owns a restaurant, anyone who's listening who has a family who owns a restaurant will know that it the restaurant takes control and is pretty much the whole the whole emphasis on life is about that restaurant.
0: I Yeah, I grew up thinking we were just like a restaurant
1: family. Yeah, but, but the not thing... Not so much a Muay Thai family. <laughs> no, no, it's true, it's true. I believe that as well, yeah, because like if you go out on day trips or you go out, you get a phone, dad gets a phone call and you have to rush off and... It Takes End over your of life, trip. yeah. Even though it provides, it's it's like a, a sort of a pain in the ass as well that goes with it. But, but no, no, it was yeah, nice. I
0: remember one of my birthdays and there was a fire at the the restaurant and we had to cancel my entire birthday and r- rush off and yeah. go to the restaurant. I, I remember that. I was sat in the car, yeah. not very happy.
1: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, well, see, and then dad, he, he used to like used to go to Thailand once a year to see his family. Sometimes with us, sometimes without us. And I think one time he came back and he, he I think he said to my mum something about, um, I've just got involved with this new, new promotion. It was the IMCF, Oh, okay. International Amateur Muay Thai Federation. So their whole the goal... first ever Yeah, was to promote amateur Muay Thai. Amateur Muay Thai. And so we got involved in that. And that basically meant that every, what, once a year or twice a year, he would take two or three weeks out of his year... And go to a different country to to try and promote amateur Muay Thai. So I I I never really liked that growing up, you know, because yeah. I, I thought he left mum on in, on his own to raise me and a you. Lot, yeah. One of one of our one of them being you. <laughs> <laughs> and like having to deal with all the restaurant stuff as well.
0: Yeah, mum lot of like yeah. With I
1: it. was like I thought that was quite harsh, but looking back now, I realised the plan was to grow Muay Thai. So. Yeah, I am understanding now, but, but the f- I
0: was younger. I still didn't understand. I was like, wow, like that goes yeah, away a lot. Yeah, <laughs> comes back with all these photos like, of these guys uh, like fighting,
1: like stuff. going what Mexico and Canada, and like Beirut.
0: Yeah,
1: it's really strange. Like, but yeah, that's, that's his passion. So I You remember, got to support it, I guess.
0: I do remember when we were living in England, and he had all these Thai fighters living at our house for a bit, and then they were all on the front garden, like training Muay Thai. And this is so odd in like a small town in England, having all these yeah. Thai fighters in front of your house, sparring and uh, shadow boxing each other. I remember all the neighbors would go would come round and watch.
1: Yeah, so some of the promotions in, in the north of England, they would want Thai fighters to come over. So sometimes dad would bring them over and they would stay at her house before fighting, eventually on the cards. So yeah. That's yeah. strange. Yeah, nah. Well, for me it. it was. I
0: was quite young, and I was like, "What is going on? All these random men fighting each other on the lawn." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so um, <clears throat> talking about your commentating life, how did you get into it? And now, where are you commentating? And tell us a bit, little bit of that story. All
1: right. So I moved to Thailand. It's been ten years now. Actually, okay. twelve for you, right? Yeah. Well, I, moved, yeah. I was
0: in America for one year. So.
1: All right. 11. That, that doesn't count. Well, so <laughs> That's why your accent's so messed up. Yeah, it
0: is. Jay with a million
1: <laughs> I can sense. I can hear a little bit of north of England, hear a little bit of Manchester, a little bit of California coming it's out.
0: all
1: over the place. You, you got to school with national kids as well, right? Yeah, so, so
0: when I moved to Thailand, I went to international high school, uh, then I went to international university, then uh, I went to America, and then back. It's so so yeah, all over the place, kid.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway. Yeah, winter.
1: anyway, back to the question. So 2011, I believe, dad started or... Yeah, that took was MBK, over Fight MBK night. Fight yeah, Night, and there was um, they had a they had an announcer commentator called Phil who was doing it at the time. Oh, right. right so I, I so we used to go and watch every it was every Wednesday back then, and I remember sitting there thinking, oh God, I'd love to try that. I'd actually, really, I'm I'm pretty shy, I'm pretty reserved by nature, pretty introverted, but I thought I'd really like to do that. Listening to like Jim Ross growing up and listening to boxing, I still love listening to Ian Dark on Sky Sports and listening to Chavello, um, of course growing up listening to k1 i was like oh god i'd love to try that like being part of it like i was never going to be a fighter never really had the the mentality to get into the ring right. so i did a judging course so i used to be a judge yeah and then and i watching the fights at mbk and listening to phil he was he was doing a tremendous job at the time i thought i'd really like to give that a go and then with mbk with their uh weird ways their funding <laughs> we decided to cut cut the budget and then dad I don't know if dad approached me. He might have approached me jokingly and said, do you fancy doing it? Like, you don't fancy doing it, do you? I was like, actually, I really would like to give it a go. So, yeah, I ended up doing that every Wednesday. And I really had, I had a great time doing it. I can't, I can't imagine the first time I did it. I don't know if it's on YouTube or not, but it must have been terrible. <laughs> it must have been.
0: That's kind of how I feel with the podcast. I mean, episode one was a bit... I was very shy and I think I missed out a lot of information because I was kind of speeding through it, but now I'm getting more comfortable with the mic. Yeah. So, yeah. It's not easy. No, it's not.
1: I mean, it's easier than fighting. Wouldn't you agree?
0: No. No? No. I I enjoy fighting more. (laughs) I think I'm more... uh, I I prefer the action over being verbal. All right,
1: fair enough. Some people are like that. I fight forever. (laughs) I remember, right, there was one time we were at MBK. And uh, this was when we were in collaboration with Yokao for a little bit. Yeah. And they, they brought some of the fighters who were training at the Yokao Center at the time. So Sanchai came, Sing Dam came, Jordan Watson came, right? And I was, that was before I was commentating with Adam, which I'll get into later. And um, it was just me, and like Jordan Watson was there. And I was like, Jordan, you fancy doing this? Thinking I'll go, oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, no. <laughs> was like, I'd rather get in the room with Giorgio Petrosian.
0: <laughs> exactly. So it, you know, it really depends on each person. Like, some people are better on, on the microphone and talking, and some people are better, better off in the ring fighting someone.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. yeah,
0: everyone's different.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I understand. Yeah, uh, yeah so I was commentating at MBK, and then um, a producer who lives in Bangkok called Al. He he was he randomly came to MBK with his cameras. Well, not with his cameras at the first time. Saw MBK fight night. Saw like like the big crowds and location. How different it looked and how cool it looked. Mm-hmm. And thought that he could film it, try and sell it on, and eventually did to um, a company called FightBox that still holds some some fights on on the on the web. But he wanted uh, he wanted me to have a co-commentator. Right. So it wasn't just me, which makes sense. Yeah. So my f- initial thoughts were either the rather more John Nutt who runs uh, Full Metal Dojo in Bangkok. and John's just so busy. Mm-hmm. So I've, I just asked Adam, because I know he's a big MMA mark. Didn't have any experience or knowledge of Muay Thai or kickboxing, but his background's in journalism, so I know he can talk. Right. I know he can, he's articulate, so I asked him to come along. And he was so shy the first time. Didn't have you, never seen someone, like, someone who can speak, someone who talks a lot, just froze.
0: Whoa, I can't uh, remember as well.
1: Yeah, but but eventually he found his voice, as we all do. I and got uh, more into fight yeah. sports as well. Yeah, yeah, he knows he knows a lot. He was watching one last night. Yeah. He watches all the UFC. He knows a lot about the stadium fighters. And then eventually, um, Thai Fight called, asked us if they wanted to go to an event in the south of Thailand called Wat. So at the time, I was like, oh, my word, like, Sanchai? Like, Sutsukhan. Absolutely. This is amazing. Like I told Adam, he was like, oh, okay. Like didn't really <laughs> oh, yeah, I have a clue, no. he didn't understand what was going on. Like, so I was like, all right, watch watch these clips. And I was like, oh my god, like Sanchai is the man, he's amazing. I'm gonna get to commentate on him. Awesome. So yeah, so I, well because Wat is not a war zone, but there's trouble down south. Yeah. Obviously on the border of Malaysia. I think the English commentators might have pulled out or they were struggling to find mm-hmm. someone. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, no problem at all. So yeah, we flew down, um, did the gig. We were like before the gig, we could see all the fighters, like which was great as well, being a part of the show. And then yeah, went went to the stadium, which is just an open field. Yeah, like a, it wasn't. I went a,
0: to one down south as well, yeah. around are that you, area. Yalla, yeah, you in Yalla. Also a dangerous. we we're, we're going back to Yalla next. Week. Oh, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They have like those those boulders that protect the shops from bombs. Yeah, along the street.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it can be a dangerous place. Yeah. But anyway, we got to the stadium and it was like forty thousand seaters seats that, waiting there. And we and Adam looking at each other going, like, wow, this is amazing. Like <laughs> Sanchai's over there getting ready. And yeah, so we do the gig. This is a good story. So we do the gig and um we had a great time. We did we did really well. Like we we did we did well not to freeze when Sanchai's, Sanchai was fighting. It's amazing, yeah, right?
0: Yeah. Just skulk at him. He's
1: just like, oh <laughs> But like all the fighters, they come out to watch Sanchai fight as well. Yeah, he wasn't the headliner good. at the time, it was Sutsu All right. So, yeah, Sanchai was on the undercard. Before that, so it used to go Bocao, Bocao left. Oh, yeah. And it was Yotin Klai, Yotin left. And it was Sutsukorn. And then then Sanchai eventually took over as the headline act. So, yeah, all the fighters would come out, whether they fought or not fought, and yeah. come and watch Sanchai perform. Wow. And he was fighting against uh, uh, a French guy called Charles Francois, who's really tall, and it was just amazing the angles that he cuts and the entertainment value he's, he's perfect for Thai Fight yeah I agree because you know he left the stadiums around what 30 31 32 years of age did all his business won all the belts got all the accolades and then decided to to basically in Thai Fight you, you, you're you entering the entertainment business even though it is Muay Thai and of course no the, it's
0: entertainment Muay Thai yeah it's it's en- rather than stadium yeah, Muay well,
1: Thai well you have to remember that Thai Fight's on about it's on, it starts at 6.20pm on a Saturday night mm. And goes until 10. Now, if you think about England, Saturday night TV is where everyone sits round, all the family. Not the people who go out and get pissed, obviously. <laughs> you know, but everyone sits down and watch TV. And that's where all the viewing figures are highest. Right. And everyone's competing. Tie fight's prime time on that on that time. So it's got to be entertainment. It can't yes. just be sport. So that's why they use the three-round formats and these fireworks and the entrances They made a big it's deal of. It's a great of. show. And it's, yeah, it truly is a great show. But yeah. it's not... Um, What's the right word? It's not competition Muay Thai, it's no. entertainment Muay Thai. I agree. All right. Um, yeah, so, yeah, like I said, we, we, uh, we did the show and then after, remember, remember, we're in the south of Thailand where there's nothing. There's nothing there, right? Yeah, I know. So all these people come in. Oh, well, yeah, they're flooding, they're flooding in to get in there. There's 20 or 30, 40,000 seats and there's people standing as well. And at the end, so me and Adam, I said, okay, now go back, go back to where the fighters are, back in like a little pavilion area. Mm-hmm. And uh, just wait there, and then we'll we'll put you in the bus, and then we'll go back to the hotel. So me and, me and Adam are upstairs, all right. And then we get we get called, all right. Time to go into the bus. So we 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 go down the stair like the staircase, the stairwell. Come around the corner, and all the fans are at the bottom, yeah. right? We walk down the stairs, and these these girls there, they start screaming, ah! <laughs> like I mean, Adam looking at each you, like oh, like maybe one like this this is when Antoine and Leo were fighting oh wow right so we were like all right they're there yeah because they know how handsome they are yeah and all the girls like we look up and no one's there so (laughs) so we walk down and they're screaming and they're like trying to touch us Wow! and like they're like taking photos with like Nokia 3310s like (laughs) down in the south (laughs) so yeah and then we get into the bus and then they're like banging on the windows it was Beatlemania I've never experienced Whoa. anything like it and you know and we looked at each other we're like oh we've made it this is going to be like this every <laughs> time we're not going to be able to walk down the street from now on without someone grabbing a hold of us and wanting to take a picture that has never occurred ever again well, <laughs> the I mean, one and to, only time you're
0: going to next time right back to the south so yeah maybe it'll happen then maybe
1: who knows but yeah <laughs> so we go back to the hotel and then yeah we're drinking we're having a few beers and we're eating with the we sat with the pintos we're really nice guys and then, yeah, uh, Matthew Dean's there because he was MC at the time, sat with Sanchai. And then, yeah, we get a photo with Sanchai. Everyone's very nice. Sayat was fighting. Oh, wow. It was just, we great were just like, oh, then. and then, yeah, we were just like, oh, please bring us back. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if the English commentators are who were supposed to go are lined up for the next event, but if they're not, then just sign us, please. Cause yeah. And it's been, every show was great. We really, really, really do enjoy it. I know like, you we do. get to travel around Thailand and we get to commentate on some of the great, great fighters. And, they really are good fights as well they're really entertaining. Some of them are underdogs versus the uh people who should win, but we know in combat sports that's, that's not that's not well, always the case. And we the saw the p- last few months PTT got knocked out. Yeah. And then Centre Time got knocked out by Sasha Misa. So things do happen.
0: Well, I mean yeah, it's just from the one championship
1: what happened. Right, exactly yeah, so yeah, definitely but shows. yeah, but the show is Nationalistic Thai. It's all about emphasizing Thai culture. It
0: is, but I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. The Thai people, Thai public, should be more appreciative of their sport. So,
1: well, you're a big advocate of showcasing my my Thai in the right way, right? Yeah, try and my best. It, well, Thai, well, Thai, Thai fight when they started in 2009, it was a huge tournament.
0: Yeah, and they bring over amazing fights. Yeah, the
1: Yusef was the, in the tournament. Uh, Fabio awesome. Pinker. No, no, it, Liam Harrison. Oh, right. The Thai was. Uh, I think, it was co- I think it was called Petch Focus, who now trains in Yokau. Oh, yeah, I remember. He, he went to Ban Chimek, now he's in. Uh, now he's in the Yokow gym. as a. I think he's like a pad holder now, but yeah. Wow. But yeah, so they had like, a, and I, I think, Oh, yeah, I know who
0: you're talking about.
1: Yeah, I forgot, he's, he's changed his name as they sometimes yeah, do in Thai. Yeah, he changed his name, yeah. But yeah, but the final of that tournament was Pinker against Yousef.
0: Wow,
1: yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I went to that Thai fight, th- do you remember going? It was at
0: Huamak, right?
1: Yes, yeah, it was, Hulmark yeah. Rajamang, Rajamangala, the indoor. Yeah, Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Wow, that was a great tournament.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. But they Borkha was there in attendance. Whoa. This was like...
0: Before Borkha was on the
1: show? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. And, and like, everyone was... I think even Sanchai. I think I saw Sanchai like walking outside. But the stadium was packed. Yeah. There were celebrities around the front row. They would basically like grabbed like the entertainment... They'd really like marinated the right. entertainment aspects of, of Muay Thai with the actual fighting. And that was they a had- legitimate tournament before the one tournament.
0: Did they have band on as well? Like music?
1: But, uh, maybe. Thai music, body slam or something like that. One did that. Yeah, one did one that, that as well. But yeah. I, don't, I don't know if one if Thai fight did it or not, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was in 2009. And then they had the TV show. You remember that? Oh. No. Remember two? We used to train at yeah. to I was on the TV show. It was a car check. Oh, the TV right, car check. Yeah, right. but I mean, that,
0: that, nothing much happened from that. It was
1: like Team Sutsukorn against Team Saiok. Right. And then, yeah, Sutsukorn and Saiok fought in a car check fight at the end. Do you remember that?
0: I remember two just going to to do the show I, but I don't really I, yeah, remember I, watching it did it I even watched, get released
1: yeah it, did? It, was on, it was on channel three I think oh. once a one once a day maybe but yeah some some oh. really good fighters were on it including Yusef
0: yeah okay so you um, you fought on other I mean sorry no you've not you've commentated <laughs> I fought uh, you've commentated right. on other promotions um tell us about them you've done kickboxing you've done Muay Thai you've yeah. have you done MMA
1: uh I've yeah, for Kunlun, not not a standard MMA. But actually, I've done a few a few fights for uh, FMD. All right. Just, just,
0: oh yeah, yeah, I remember
1: yeah. yeah, just to help out those guys, John and uh, John and Rui, actually fought on. Actually, commented on a, on a fighter who's going to be in the heavyweight division now of the UFC. So.
0: Wow. Yeah,
1: Ali Akbari. Experience. So yeah, look out for him. He's a monster. Uh, yeah. So after Thai Fight, I think the same year, actually, that that Thai Fight approached us. Kunlun were doing a show in Bangkok. Sasan was the matchmaker and he said to me and Adam fancy coming along. At and...
0: Workpoint Studio?
1: No, this was at um, Asia Teak. Wow. Do you not remember that one? This was 2015 <laughs> and um, it was City Chai versus John A. Risco, who's a Spanish fighter who, who fights out of infusion. He fought and defeated Borkau actually wow. a few months ago. Um, and Superbomb was on the card as well. But they used to do mixed MMA and kickboxing. Kunlun, right? Yeah. So yeah, what's at Kunlun and then then they used to bring me over to to china to do the uh, to do the shows there for a few years and then what happened was one time we we got there we'd arrived and the 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 equipment that they, they didn't really they didn't seem like they really cared about the english commentators but anyway right. we got there we got to the ring and the like the they would hardly brought out any equipment for us <laughs> so what did you do we were so we were just so miffed that yeah. like the job that we did it was really poor Aww. and after that we got the boot they were like no more yeah." And it was at the same time That's that, all- right. yeah, and the same time, All Star was was uh, was coming up. Right. I like, know I had a good relationship with Sasa, and yeah. so I thought, oh, they'll bring over the last me, and they didn't as well because of the Cunlun fiasco. Oh my but It's gosh. all right. It's fair enough. I understand. Shit happens. Shit
0: happens. Um, what's your most rememberable fight that you've commentated on?
1: Um,
0: Maybe your top three. You
1: do have to say one. You should have told me this before, and then I could have remembered. <laughs> you know what sticks out is, is a fight that no one's probably going to heard of, um, yes. petch Samui against uh, Mateus Johnson. If you go onto YouTube and type that fight in, I think it's already got me That's and Adam. Fight. Yeah, me and Adam, um, we're getting the, we've decided now to to approach Thai fight and say, can we have the footage? We want one. We, what we're trying to do is get one Sanchai fight from the card because he's a legend and he's not going to be around forever. We want that fight. We want that stockpile of the Sanchai fights and maybe the best fight of the night on the card. And one of the best that we've done was a few months ago in, in Saraburi was Petsamui against Matthias Johnson. It was three it's a three-round war. Go and check that out. Another good fight that we commentated on was in Cunlan, was uh, Buakau against Dylan Salvador. Dylan Salvador is a really, really good fighter, a really strong fighter, and uh, it gave Buakau a run for his money in that fight.
0: Oh, obviously, for your record, uh, f- uh, commentating on a Buakau or a Senchai fight is just...
1: Yeah, uh, just it's, it's insane.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Um but yeah Dylan's now fighting MMA I think. He's got a chance. Do you know Pinker's doing MMA as well?
0: Really? I think
1: so, yeah. I think he, he got knocked out by Anvar in glory. Yeah. And I feel like he's decided now, after he's lost a non as well in one, to uh give MMA a try. So I'll be interested to Does see. Does he
0: have much jujitsu?
1: Well, like he's training.
0: But still yeah. though, I mean these people who fight MMA, most most of the top guys they've been had years and years of experience training jujitsu and the ground game.
1: Well the argument the, the argument to that is that he's got years and years of experience fighting at top level Muay Thai. It so is, he, but
0: then he might get put in or matched up with a high level MMA fighter and just because of his Muay Thai experience.
1: Well he's then, up at he's up at um, Tiger I believe. Oh sorry, just down say down, yeah. down at Tiger in the south. Oh, really? So we'll see. I think that I think I'm correct in saying that. Anyway, hmm, that'd be interesting. You want one more fight. Oh Got it. Sanchai against Chad Collins.
0: Oh, wow. I was there at that fight. You
1: were there, right? Yeah. yeah. What a that, war. And the reason I say that, well, Sanchai, obviously, he's been Sanchai, but Chad, Great fighter. he's, I remember me and Adam watching that fight, and we're like, this kid, he's the, he's the real deal. He had a fight at MX a yeah. few months prior, and yeah. he defeated pacorn which was amazing. But everyone everyone always says, oh, Pakon doesn't really try. Train. Yeah, he doesn't really try, <laughs> doesn't really train, but that's and still an amazing it's still victory. a great fighter, yeah. So, yeah, so it's two round. I think two rounds Sanchai took, but the last round, Chad took that round. Chad so, was
0: pretty annoyed that he lost that fight, but I mean, but that just thought, shows the
1: mentality that he's got. He
0: fought amazing, though. Yeah. yeah.
1: So and now sure. he's fighting for a Lumpini Stadium title, I think. Right. Yeah. He he trains out of um, what was song Pinong in Phuket. He's now changed his name to Revolution. Oh, has it? Yeah, I think so. I think I'm right. Same owner? Tim Fisher? Yeah. Yeah. But really? I think, I don't know if they've parted ways or whatever. But yeah, I think it's called Revolution. They did a great Facebook post about it. On, uh, oh, yeah, they've got ch- the, to they've it out, the social right? media game.
0: No, but I mean, social media is everything now. I think that's yeah. one thing that one championship have done very well is the social media and all the marketing that's online and, which, and what Glory kind of need to do.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I'd go with that. But another fight I'd have to throw in there as well was Superbond versus Jomtong. That was the final of the Kunlun. 70kg tournament. That's the one that I commented on that when Superbon was a bit of an unknown entity. Obviously, he was Muay Thai style. Got signed by a uh, banchamek, and he just took to kickboxing like a duck to water. He was he was fantastic in that tournament, and uh, yeah, again knocking out Jomtong in the final. I think Sup- up to stop.
0: Superbon and also Peichinong. They're they are two Thai fighters who are again are willing to learn. More, you know, they they know that they need to adapt the style, and they're willing to adapt their style depending on what fight they're fighting. So Muay Thai or kickboxing. I just want
1: to see him fight. I yeah, want to see him be. Great. I want to get get them in, involved in the mix more. They're in
0: Australia, right now, doing. Seminars. I
1: know. Yeah. Yeah,
0: they need to fight more. That's
1: true. I'd like to see. Yeah, I, I, I'm a massive superman fight. He might be my my favorite uh, kickboxer right now, and I want to see him get involved. I'd love to, I'd love to have seen him in the tournament, if I'm being yeah. honest. But yeah, if not, glory, get him signed. Same weight class. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Go on then, next question.
0: Next question. Talk. Well, I was talking about the commentary, really, and about your life in commentary. And
1: um, yeah. I say, what about you? What was, the, what was the reason for you starting to fight? Because I was I was talking about you growing up, not having any interest, really, in Muay Thai or combat sports. Like, when I was downstairs watching K1, watching the watching the tournaments with Buakal, I was watch, playing Grand
0: Theft Auto watching <laughs> on my PlayStation
1: what, upstairs. yeah watching the uh, so I was uh, I would I used to wake up I used to look through the uh, TV guy to see when the K1 really? world match was on and then see when the uh, the Grand Prix was on yeah so the Grand Prix are heavyweights because I was a massive I love Bader Harry
0: even though he's a bit
1: of a it was a bit of a dick. I thought it was I thought it was so entertaining
0: well
1: that's it it's so yeah to watch that and then watch the uh, the world max some of that me and dad used to do, like together would watch watch the world match, watch Bokal.
0: Well, maybe it was because as I was younger, when I was younger, I obviously, you know, you fighting me when I was younger. Not so fighting. Not fighting, but, Toy you know, fighting, play wrestling playing. and things like that. Every sibling but does it. it. Ma- no, it's good. It's a good thing. you're not saying it's a bad thing. It made me tough.
1: I don't remember this, to be honest.
0: You did. <laughs> anyway, it made me tough. And maybe uh, after, later when I started, when dad did MBK fight night and yeah. I was helping him, I was kind of doing ring girl. And then watching two girls fight, then maybe I wanted a taste of it. it yeah, was, yeah it, was, it was definitely when I saw two girls fighting who were about the same size that I was, and I just thought I can do that. And that was it. I just started training and got into the ring. And
1: yeah, yeah growing up, you were. Uh, I'm gonna put it out there. Growing up, you were a little fatty. You were a yeah. little fat girl. <laughs> I was like, the, I think mean, I was the only one who told you like you could you do with me in a little bit of I know, yeah. yeah. It was good for you though, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: Oh no, yeah. I'm not There's nothing wrong with it to be honest. When I came to Thailand, you know, people in Thailand they always call you out if you get fat.
1: Well, it's not, it's not like a disability like it's viewed as in England, right? You make yourself fat or you make yourself thin. It's that. It's right.
0: I mean, if you're fat,
1: you're fat. Sorry.
0: No, it's good. Yeah, because because of all of that, then I did get into working out and get into shape and eating right, and it's definitely changed my life. That. You know, people telling me straight to my face, fi- straight to my face, that I was fat. So I did something about it.
1: Yeah, um, no, I was the same. Like growing up, maybe watching Bruce Lee movies. I don't know. Or Rocky movies. They were massive influence on me as well. I always like used to do sit ups and stuff in my bedroom. I used yeah. to be really good at sport. This is the frustrating. Football. Bit. I was good at football, cross country, yeah, yeah, captain of football, cross country, tennis. Like if there's any tennis, I play that. Played yeah. golf, and then like. So, no, growing up in my teens, everything just went away. I couldn't, str- I couldn't breathe. Like after five minutes, after ten minutes, it was so frustrating.
0: It's, tr- it's strange my because my body kind of changed swapped. as well.
1: Because I was I was small, mm. and then like as I grew, I became like Pep Morricó. I was all arms and all arms and legs.
0: <laughs> but that's good though; it's longer reach. It could be on. No, but no, I guess.
1: But it's when you're playing football and you're like messy, well, not like technically, but like as small as him, and like you've got a low center of gravity, and all of a sudden you're like you're tall. It's so different. You've got to like adapt your style. You've got to con- completely change who you are. That's it's so frustrating. Funny. Yeah.
0: It's funny because when I was younger, I wasn't into sports. And then when I got older, I got more into sports. So it mm. totally swapped.
1: Yeah. No. Well, I'm still into sports, but I play football on Thursdays. That's about it. But yeah, you you didn't care at all.
0: Yeah. About... But then, you know, I got into Muay Thai and, uh, and then when I went to America, I was on the cross-country team for that college. All right. Okay. Yeah. And then I um, did my back-in and then I had surgery.
1: End of that. Did people know what how you did your back in
0: oh I was so I was in America doing athletic coaching course and I had to do all these different types of sports and I had an Olympic weightlifting class and okay. I did deadlifts way too heavy it was my fault because I was being competitive and I lifted it too heavy and then I felt a pop there was no pain at that time just felt the pop and I was like this is oh, really? different Eek. yeah and then that so that was about three years ago and just over time it just got worse and worse and worse and um maybe like last year, I couldn't even train Muay Thai anymore. I couldn't run, couldn't do anything. So um, we made the decision to have a spinal fusion, the same one that Tiger Woods had.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, how old Tiger Woods? Do you know anyone as young as you who's had that, uh, that procedure? No,
0: yeah, the average age is around 40s. Yeah, does it in where, the 40s. How does,
1: it, how does it keep as you get older?
0: Well, it's supposed to last around 55 years.
1: Okay. Right. And
0: because I had anterior, which means um, the incision is from the front, so the screws are placed more like inside the spine rather than from the back, which is like what they used to do traditionally. So because of this, I'm able to have more range of motion, or hopefully can have more range of motion right. when when I recover. So
1: when you're about 80 <laughs> and I'm 86, I'll be dead hopefully I don't have to push you around anymore.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, when I'm that old, it shouldn't matter so much, right?
1: All right. Well, okay, well, I, can, I can
0: do it again, the Who knows, though, medical
1: science by then. You'll be a half robot.
0: <laughs> I think so. I feel like half robot. I'll wake up very stiff. Anyway. Are, are you,
1: can you exercise at the moment?
0: Um, I'm just doing rehabilitation exercises. Okay. Um, core strengthening, stretching, and swimming. I cannot run yet. I cannot do anything that will, will cause any impact because my bone is still fusing, which means it's still like growing over the, the, um,
1: the screws, basically, oh, right, okay. to join it
0: together yeah so just lots of calcium and eat well and uh just yeah do a little bit of motion stretch stretch it out That's the best i can do right
1: now fair enough
0: all right aaron thank you very much for being on the show is that it
1: (laughs) is that it's
0: all you want to to talk about what else you want to
1: talk about well anything life in thailand life in thailand ufc what do you think of uh, women's Muay Thai? I want to cuz you know <laughs> you had that big you had that big rant didn't you on Facebook about the state of Muay Thai and I completely disagreed with you.
0: Right. Okay. So beginning of the year until maybe last month. Yeah. There was a big impact in Muay Thai everything going down I think in terms of getting sponsorships and also a lot of TV stations on Thai TV they they give, give up give up their licenses. I did write a list down
1: I've listened. I've listened. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that means like some of the fights that are on those TV channels have gone as well. So and I told you, Top King, they've gone because uh, they couldn't get sponsorship. Obviously, you know about MBK Fight Night.
1: But and it's still going, isn't it? Is just it without dad?
0: Is it still going?
1: I, I don't Who's know. doing it?
0: The same people.
1: I think so. I don't know. I
0: th- I, th- I, th- I thought it was just that like, one
1: show. Mm, I think they might be having. Yeah, I think they're having. They, well, they advertised MBK Fight Night and then a show on the last Friday of every month as well oh yeah then
0: all right well we'll see about that because I haven't seen anything online about right. it so so
1: my right, like this my Jade's argument was that Muay Thai's dying you can't get in sports. Thailand in Thailand you dying can't get...
0: in Thailand that's the thing that a lot of people try to argue with this because I didn't mean around the world I actually said that around the world promotions are coming up you know as, as well as the fight quality and fighter quality it is getting better around the world, like Muay Thai Grand Prix that I went to in the UK. Obviously, one championship glory, things like that. there is it's coming up, but in Thailand, I feel like it is coming down a little bit.
1: What do you think about um, one championship promoting Muay Thai?
0: Yeah, it's good. They're bringing their lives Is it good. good? Yeah.
1: What about the fact that they don't play the music?
0: That is uh, well, Lion Fight also <laughs> Life Fight don't play the music either.
1: No, you but know? you 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 said on one of the episodes okay. on here that you were not I, happy that promotions don't. Put on the music. I right? said because
0: I went to Muay Thai Grand Prix in the UK and they did play it, and just from hearing the music, it you, you, you does create a different type of energy that does relate to Muay Thai. Um, but now that so, so many promotions don't play it, then I didn't even realize.
1: That. Yeah, look at look at one championship, right? Yeah. Outside the stadiums, probably like the biggest Muay Thai promotion. I know. It, I know it's mixed.
0: But then again, maybe it depends on if you're there live and you hear it there live or if you're watching it from your TV
1: set well i think sponsorships sponsorships will only care about like t- viewing figures right, right so, we're talking so about if that. it makes sense <laughs> if it makes sense for the viewers and it's not off putting for them then i don't have a problem with it at all and you've got to remember as well that it's four rounds gloves so is it is Japanese it strictly muay tra- tra- traditional muay thai right
0: same as mx 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 extreme they don't um play muay thai music yeah play, that, i think that's for They had their own theme tune
1: that's for mm-hmm. the uh, the Chinese market, right? No, but what when the when that? the when the fights are going on, there's no music. Well, that's my Xtreme, isn't it? They don't actually say it's MX. Yeah, time. they don't. Yeah. Okay, so, so that's the four ounces. They, they found
0: um, a loophole there.
1: <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's yeah. just a different way of doing so, things, yeah, Jade.
0: That is all. M- uh, MX Extreme, another promotion that's gone down, and the only way it's been saved is because they found Chinese sponsors who have kind of influence a lot of the show so mostly it's, it's catered towards the Chinese so they always have to have Chinese fighters on there and they are you know you see in the background they always have Chinese uh, sponsors they have a
1: Chinese uh, announcer as well yeah a Chinese announcer goes along with the with the Thai announcer yeah, yeah. and yeah. Asia
0: Tique, they MC. used to have fights every night small just very very low level um but they don't do that every night
1: not every night, but they still have them,
0: right? Oh, I don't know because uh, Kru Gale, who's a trainer at Look to Fire, he was a referee for that, and like he doesn't have that job anymore. So mm,
1: okay, big changes. I'm sure still a lot still... of changes happening. But there's still as many Muay Thai shows and and Muay Thai uh, fights on TV as they've ever been, right? Would you agree with that?
0: Um, In no. In Thailand, because I just told you the TV channels, a lot of them have given up the licenses, but the main ones, yes: Channel Three, Channel Five, Channel Seven, well, Channel Eleven. And
1: what about Max? Oh, okay, four or five times a week, yeah. every night. so I
0: did actually talk about Max on that show as well. Okay. Um, Max have their own thing going on, and they had, I told, I did say that like they're the winners in this little Muay Thai race in Thailand, because <laughs> um the owner of Max Muay Thai, he owns the stadium, he owns the land that it's on. You know, everything, all the merchandise is all Max merchandise. Um, he even bought the vans that send the sat- the satellite signal. Around the world, or to okay. the to the to the satellite, so he yeah.
1: Well, I mean, they're on different different stations. I think yeah. even in Thailand, and every they have night. an
0: application, a phone application. Yeah,
1: and they go live on Facebook, and you can listen to the Thai commentary or the English commentary. So
0: yeah,
1: but yeah, I but so, so it, how's that dying then? there?
0: So not them,
1: not them, but okay. like a lot
0: of others are struggling. The, I would Muay
1: say. Thai Super Champ on a Sunday. Matthew Dean's the MC. Yeah, this, still going.
0: They're still going, and it's so much. So much of a long queue for fighters to get on the show. Oh, really? Yeah, I actually spoke to Matthew Dean this week, and I said, oh, like I have this fighter, can you help me get on the show? Yeah. And he said, there's a really long queue. I believe it. Really long queue. Yeah. So if that's the case, that means there's not enough places for them to fight, right? No, I
1: actually, I actually think that there's uh, more people coming to Thailand to train than ever before and willing to fight. That's yes. why there's, there's so much demand. There is so But I think there's in. still... As many uh, fights on TV as ever before, so to say it's dying.
0: I mean, I it's, it's a nice tagline, though, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's good
1: for marketing, <laughs> but, but I don't believe it. That's but what I'm saying. I do think
0: I do believe that Muay Thai is struggling in Thailand, and also uh, not just Muay Thai, MMA as well. Because I did talk with the guys from FMD, mm-hmm. you know, after that after that little rant I had on Facebook, and they agreed with me as well. So, you know, you know pr- promoters are definitely feeling it.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, like I said, I'm just a commentator. I don't know about the business side of most of the fights, but what I f- can see on TV, and I see that the gyms are filling up most of the time. How's was so far getting on? Doing well, doing fine, right?
0: Um, Right now, it's okay. Yeah. Um, the, It's kind of getting to lower season sure. now in Thailand yeah. in general. Uh, the higher season, though, I would say, was like October until February. So now it's starting to get quiet. But
1: How long have we been going now? Eight years, yeah God, that's gone. that's flown by. Yeah.
0: But we do well though. Yeah, yeah. it's a good vibes at the gym. Everyone gets along and um, the training's good.
1: So we just gonna have to agree to disagree then, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I do think so. I mean, I'm not saying it's dying, but it's, it's it's definitely struggling. It's definitely hard times right now in terms of sponsorship.
1: Also, if you've got um, UFC Fight Pass, there's a there's a obviously they need content. They've got the WLC. Blue Arena. They've got they've got Glory as well on w, on mm-hmm. Fight Pass, I believe they are promoting a show called absolute muay thai which Rajadamnern Lumpini, and Blue Arena yeah. before the main fight start or before they they put on fights specifically for absolute muay thai that shows on UFC Fight Pass yeah so that's
0: so great that, so, that's, so that's international yeah, that's, international uh, yeah. helping
1: us however i i struggle with the i still struggle with the concepts of stadium muay thai right i don't know about this about the five I don't. It was was it like this in the golden generation? I don't know. Where it's five rounds, where the first two rounds basically fighters are just tapping each other.
0: No, and this is the influence from the gamblers. I
1: know, right? I know. Yes. And then the fifth round, they just decide to uh, who's the who's won already. Yeah. I don't know if that can make it to an international audience, and if that's yeah. what it is on Absolute Muay Thai, then.
0: I agree. I think that <sighs> um, westerners wouldn't understand what's going on. Why the why is it round one, round two, and round five, and why are the fighters not fighting? You're only fighting two
1: rounds. Because I com- you mentioned that I commentate that Channel Channel 7 as well for, yeah. for the app oh, that's, yeah. now, that's not happening anymore. Is it? Yeah, they didn't have. They, the business idea was terrible. It was basically yeah. as much as Netflix oh. to, 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 watch to, to watch Muay Thai that you can see on Facebook, I think, because one of the apps streams it live, or one of the right. pages streams it live, but with English commentary. So you're basically just paying for
0: English commentary.
1: the English commentary. Um, but yeah, like sometimes like, when you're at the stadium, you've seen like the first round and they're going so slow. It's like it can be difficult for us to talk about. I'm sure because you, you're basically just saying the same thing over again. This
0: well, it's got one kick.
1: This is like traditional in Muay Thai. that like, you know they, they're sussing each other out and they're seeing what tactics they can yeah. then employ in the in the upcoming rounds. Whereas you go to Thai fight, it's just explosive and it's just three rounds. So yeah, I don't know if it was like that previously or it's gone more like that as the gamblers have taken over
0: yeah because i've definitely i've been at stadiums where fighters have actually done like kind of more fancier moves and more experimental moves and then the gamblers would get angry and they'd yell they'd yell into the stadium into the at the fighters and the promoters oh yeah it's it's, it's
1: scary this is the thing i think that's always happened yeah but now we've got we've got cameras on our phones you just see it happening more than ever that's Mm. what i believe i would assume so anyway but yeah, but like the state of Muay Thai in Thailand, as, of, as looking at the fight, the Thai fighters, very good. But the foreign fighters, they're just getting better and better. I agree. And I've got to say, I think, I think it's, I hate saying it, but I think maybe the effort. And I think foreign fighters know they've got to catch up yes. with the Thai fighters who have been training from a very young age. So they've got the, the, it's the effort, the way they, uh, they eat take control and supplementation as well
0: sports science
1: i think supplements have, have played a big part in the way that fighters are building their bodies up and we can see the evidence with uh with rafi who has been a stadium champion he's just signed with one yeah he looks tremendous and um it's chad collins against i can't remember his name a brazilian fighter for the uh for the stadium title that's coming up soon as well
0: no, Definitely agree, and I think that the Thai fighters they really rely on their experience way too much. I mean, Joss and Clyde just proved that. I mean, he underestimated his uh Western opponent and obviously didn't train as high as he should have done. I mean, a fight's still a fight, can't always rely on experience, especially when the Westerner he puts a hundred percent into his training camp, a hundred percent into the fight, everything his heart goes in
1: there. Yeah, Yusuf's been undefeated now for around 30 oh, fights. Yeah. It's for everyone at one sixty, I wow. believe. And he's pretty much decimated that division. That'd be a good signing for one. Yeah. To be honest. Because th- he was fighting for Phoenix yeah, Fighting what Championship. Happened to Phoenix? Well, they were sponsored by PSM, which is the Pets the, the merchandise company of P of of uh Youssef's gym. Yeah, Pets Pets the the man. Man. yeah. But yeah, but they decided to change their name now from Phoenix to PSM Fight Night. Oh. So I don't know what's happening. He's basically my answer. <laughs> so maybe, maybe Youssef is available. I don't know. Again, if, not, I was... if
0: they're using PSM equipment,
1: I guess. I yeah, but I mean, can they get? Can they get TV deal? Can they get?
0: It depends who this owner is of
1: the right PSM. I right? guess so. But yeah, but if he's available, why don't you to snap him up because that'd be it'd be tremendous, especially if they're going to put him in the four ounces. Yeah, I'd like to see strong. that in Muay Thai.
0: I mean, he won the tournament at a Thai Fight, and then. Uh, I heard that Thai fight weren't so happy about that because he went against the uh, Susa Khan.
1: He defeated, was a golden boy at the time. Defeated Susa yeah. Well, yeah. it was fair and square. So. It was very respectful. It was a really good fight though, actually. It was a good fight. Yeah. yeah, I
0: saw some really good fights at Thai fight
1: yeah. in the past. Yeah, when they do the tournaments at the end of the year and they put the ties together against each other, you oh, basically yeah. do a four-man so they pick um, like two Thai fighters usually, some or one Thai fighter and then uh, two of the best foreign fighters that have Prove themselves in another event over the course of the year so we've had chanajon against sayok yeah Khan against uh youssef of I mean, course antoine against Khan antoine, antoine, antoine as well yeah. sayok against antoine yeah, so great. they do put them together yeah, at the end of the year yeah they're great anything else you want to talk about mm. any other questions
0: no, not really. I mean, you said the next Thai fight you're going to do is at Yeah, it's in the
1: Yala? 29th in Yala, 29th of June. So I'll be going down there and uh, checking those fights out. We've just come back from Samui a few weeks ago. Yeah,
0: that was a good fight. So Always
1: great fun. in Samui. Love going down I'm there. sure it's you amazing. do. Yeah. Beautiful
0: island. It's
1: amazing. What a just.
0: place. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, thank have you, got, you. Have
1: you got any more upcoming guests on here? Um, you need some get some more fighters on, don't well, we? Well,
0: um, next episode, I want to have Paco, who's a coach at oh, Luxify. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was coaching okay. Joe while Joe was, Joe was here in Thailand. Let's get dad on. Of course, I will in the future. <laughs> but yeah. Don't and
1: any other fighters out there who want to come and learn how to talk and not be shy in front of the camera, message Jade. Learn
0: how to talk. Or <laughs> well, not but learn still, to talk. I'm still learning too, though. I'm mean, still building well, my confidence. You know what? Up.
1: right. Yesterday, there's a fighter on Glory, right? We talked about that already, called Alex. Alex Pereira. Yeah. Alex Pereira has defeated Adesanya, who's the current interim champion at UFC. He's defeated Simon Marcus, and yesterday knocked out Willness. Okay? Top, 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 top fighters. Go on his social media, and he's got about 4,000 followers. Wow. This guy should be in the hundreds of thousands. Well, I mean... So, yeah, promote yourselves.
0: they definitely need to because there's a lot of talent out there who are not signed to places uh, to promotions like one championship and i think that is because they don't have that many following i agree online and you know what
1: sometimes it's the same for for commentators as well if you've got a you've got a lot of followers a lot of people who are friends with you i think you've got more chance potentially of getting a getting work yeah because then you bring all those followers all those um friends to the promotion it gives well, you eyes. You know,
0: one championship... But fighters um, should
1: do it more, for sure. Yeah,
0: one championship. On their website, they promote themselves as a sports marketing company.
1: Okay. So obviously,
0: they want people who are marketable. So obviously, it's going to be fighters with a lot of followers. Yeah, and so this, this weekend, here's up. one
1: for you. Uh, Deontay Wilder, heavyweight champion of the world, is fighting Dominic Brazil. I think it's that's his name, Brazil, right? I think a couple of nights ago, did you hear what Deontay Wilder said? No. Yeah. He said that he's looking forward to actually killing someone in the ring. His aim... Is to try and kill someone. What happens an hour later? Everyone on social media, like my friends who like combat sports, are saying how disgusting and how terrible it is. Tagging Deontay Wilder, right? Mm-hmm. I'm talking to you about it now. It creates hype. That's all it, why yeah, he's done it. Yeah, it
0: creates hype. Floyd
1: That's Mayweather true. when he was pretty boy, no. Hens all...
0: hence Muay Thai dying.
1: Well, <laughs> Floyd, Floyd Mayweather when he was pretty boy, no one really cared, yeah. even though he was actually knocking people out. As Soon as Twenty Four Seven came along, and he was fighting Oscar De La Hoya, and he changed to money, and he started throwing money at the camera, and started becoming a prick. Right. Everyone was tuning in to try and, to watch him lose. So, so to- there's nothing wrong with being the heel, being the bad guy, I agree. but being in between is where you don't want to be. You either want people to cheer for you, you either want people to hate yeah. you. Hate, I love. You. But in the middle is not a great place to be.
0: Totally agree. Totally agree with that. I was going to say something. Like-
1: <laughs> That's good, isn't it, an interviewer?
0: <laughs> I told you I'll, I'll teach you how to talk but don't forget what you're gonna say. <laughs> no, yeah, but it's all it's all good. Um really happy with this podcast, with this episode. Yeah, I've had fun. Details? It's
1: been a really good time. Yeah, thank Enjoy you, it. Aaron. What are you doing tonight? Any plans later?
0: No, um not, well you say it's Macabooker, isn't it? It's yeah. a buddhist holiday in Thailand so no one's drinking or doing anything. Oh I remember what I was gonna say now. When you ask me who are my my next guests on the on the podcast, well, I would like to have Tie Fighters on here, but because of the language, we're gonna have to try and figure that out. Subtitles. Huh? Subtitles, so it would only go onto YouTube, not on the podcast. Okay. So I would like to have like yeah, Pech, well, Petch Nong and Superbunker. already speak English, so that should be okay.
1: Well, Petch Nong does. Super, Superbon can speak speaks. Superbon English.
0: speaks okay English. Petch Nong would be great. Probably be better. In he's Thai really charming.
1: Movies. He's a really he's a really nice guy. Yeah. yeah.
0: Even if I could have Senchai, that'd be great too. But yeah, he just doesn't really speak much English at all. So yeah, we have to figure out how to do that. So hopefully in the future, if you can do subtitles, that be great. So just I think that's a YouTube. great idea
1: because yeah, a lot of people who watch Muay Thai, who, who follow the sport, don't really know a lot about the fighters other than what, other than what they see on social media, yeah. and some of it's manipulated.
0: Alright then, so um, there's a lot more in store in the future and I'm going to have Aaron on here uh, a lot more often. I enjoyed that, the little uh, recap on the fights and also talking about our life in Muay Thai. I think we've we've covered a lot of things but there's a lot more to talk about. Sure, so, yeah. Yeah, thank you very Let's much. Let's save it for another day. Yeah, thank you very much and see you in the next episode.